Alright, so we had this last episode that we were working on, and it seems like we went a little bit over time. Just so, a tiny bit. Yeah, just a little tiny bit. So we basically made a separate episode just dedicated to The Last Jedi. Yeah, just, uh, we're sorry. We're, we're sorry we're giving you so much extra content. Yeah, I know, right? So before you guys even get into this episode, I just want to do a little quick warning that there's going to be a lot of spoilers. I mean, this whole episode or the special is all spoilers. So here you go. Enjoy. When I found you, I saw raw, untamed power. And beyond that, something truly special. always been there. But now it's awake. And I need help. I've seen this raw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. Kill it. If you have to. That's the only way to become what you were meant to be. Okay, let's start with the very beginning of this movie because in the last movie, we were left with a cliffhanger, literally oh a cliffhanger. God. Oh my god! Hold on. Okay, all right. I, I just want to point out the fir- very first part of this movie. Within the first ten minutes, I honestly got the feels. <laughs> oh really? I was, was kind of like, oh my god. I'm only 10 minutes in. Don't tell me it's going to be like this the whole movie. No way. All right, dude. Go on. Sorry, go on. <laughs> okay. So, the last movie, Luke Skywalker is standing on the cliff, Ray handing him the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And, oh my God, we were so excited to see what he was going to say. I was expecting him to say something like, would you get this? Or, you know, at least something like... Oh, my God. Yeah. At least something like, oh, 
I've been expecting you. You know, we something. were expecting something, you know, like, 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 uh, like, oh, like, oh, my old friend. It's been oh, a while. My old friend. It's yeah. been a while. Or, or my, my daughter or something like that. You know, we were, yeah. it's so suspenseful and we wanted to know something. We wanted to know it so bad. And what does he end up doing? Grabbing the lightsaber and throwing it off a cliff. Yeah, dude. Oh my God. Mark Hamill's performance, this whole freaking movie. Hilarious, dude. Yes, <laughs> that totally threw me off. That threw everybody in the whole entire uh, theater off. They're like, "What?" But you know what? It, I, it, it was a good. It was a good setup. It, it was a good way to like establish, you know, that this this movie, despite how heavy it is and how much killing there is, it's gonna be a smart ass. Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm kind of in a way happy that they did something like yes. that because it totally throws you off because you're expecting answers but what do you end up with something that is not very important well because you thing, got other things that are more important well because the thing is mark hamill is a freaking funny guy and like i'm happy <laughs> that they took advantage of it yeah like you it, have- it really gives him uh, a lot of time to shine in this one it does, dude, and it's an amazing, amazing scenes. I I wish I could remember every single time he was a smartass, mm-hmm. but uh, dude, it, it was a different level. Um, yeah. The first battle scene, again, another funny moment where, uh, what's his name? Uh, Oscar Isaac's character, uh, Poe Dameron. Yeah, Poe Dameron, yes. He's in his X-wing fighter, facing down an armada of the the Star Destroyers and the new, the new Dreadnought. Yeah. It was basically a solo suicide mission that yeah, he was doing. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, he's just trying to buy time. He's, you know, he can't do anything with just one X-Wing. Yeah. And they they call him up saying, prepare to be destroyed. And he goes like, yeah, I want to speak to uh, General Hugs. <laughs> this is General yeah. Hugs. Does a whole super villain spiel about you're going to get uh-huh. destroyed. You're nothing but a nuisance. Blah, blah, blah. The, the new order will... Will control everything. No, no, no. I'll, I'll hold. What? Yeah, I'll yeah, hold. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for general hugs. H H U G S. Can you hear me? Can, can you hear me? <laughs> it's oh yeah, my god, that was dude. That, yeah, dude. That was insane. Um, BB eight gives a whole new level of. Uh, I want to know who the hell's controlling BB-8 because they do a great job of his just his subtle actions. Able yeah. to come, able who can be a smart ass without speaking. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's great uh, that you know they're able to do so much with BB-8 because um, they try to give like more emotion to the character, but you know in in sounds uh, in uh, its movement. So I think it's great for. The whole, like, you know, gigs and giggles. Uh, what is it? Uh, Shits and giggles? Yeah, shift and giggles. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it's... Dude, it, 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 you can just feel, like, the level of frustration. Like, when he's when BBA is trying to fix the X-Wing, mm-hmm. and, like, he's, like, trying... Oh, I mean, he's, he's trying to fix a connection, but it looks like he's trying to plug a leak. <laughs> yeah. He goes, one hole. And then that comes up from another one. He's like, "Ah, oh, okay, fine, this one." And like, it cuts away from him. Yeah, they do like a whole like a dialogue again, whatever. 
they come back to BB-8. He has like 16 different things trying to plug at one time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my uh, god, that droid is ridiculously funny. Yeah. Uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, the classic R2-D2 stuff that, you know, that he did back in the days. R2-D2, but more animated. Like, yes. I'm animated, animated in a smart-ass way, not animated like as in, you know, computer animation. Okay, okay so... <laughs> so uh, Flashing forward to the very, very dramatic scene where we have um, we have Kylo Ren, which is Ben Solo, mm-hmm. facing off against his mother and trying to figure out if he should pull the trigger. Oh, hold on, hold on. Before, we go, before we go that far, sorry. Okay. <clears throat> um, that bombing scene, though, dramatic as fuck, dude. Just like the, the the bombing run for the uh, against the dreadnought. Oh yeah, oh my god. Okay, yes, yes. It is so dramatic, That's... and I think they did such an amazing job. And uh, uh, Veronica Ngo, which is the one that uh, is the suicide bomber, she's a very well, uh, big actress in Vietnam. Well, she I... she she wasn't supposed to be a suicide bomber, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't supposed to be. Yeah, and uh, I I think she did such an amazing job. It was so suspenseful, and it had so much meaning in in that scene. Well, you know, okay, this is this is the part I was talking about that I like. I got the feels because yes. this this scene, if you didn't know it was Star Wars, it could easily fit into like a war drama, some something more like a like a drama series that would get like an Academy Award. <laughs> yeah, and. It- Oh my! It's totally true. Uh, I I think this this is more of an emotional drive instead of just a uh, Star Wars movie. Well, and I think this is where we start to see the thing that Disney does best is able to milk the most out of its out of its scenes, mm-hmm. because we, I mean, previous Star Wars movies, we love the characters, we love the main characters. Yes, there's been a war going on since the first Star Wars, but. We really didn't care about the other characters. We just cared about, you know, Han, Leia, Luke, and then later on, Padme. Well, later on, but, like, Padme, yeah. Anakin, stuff like that. <clears throat> and then, like, I mean, we, we joked at, at, that during the A New Hope, random X-Wing fighters just blow up. And we were kind of like, oh, that sucks. Oh, but Luke's still going. This one, dude, you were, like, cheering on random characters that you had no idea who it was. And you started seeing the sacrifice that each each person makes for the for the rebel cause. Yeah, it, it's already a good example that they did in Rogue One. You know, yeah, all exactly. those emotional like every every character, every person in the story is important. They play a very big role. I mean, they make an impact. These rebels, they they have so many things that we don't even see that is in the background. But I mean, yes, her her sacrifice later added fuel to the rest of the, of the story for her sister. Yes. But if they, if uh what's her name? Um Rose Tico? Yeah, Rose Tico played by Kelly Marie Tran. Mm-hmm. If if she had no no role in this, that beginning scene would have still had so much of a heavy impact. Yeah. So yeah, it was amazing. Okay, sorry dude. Go, go to the next scene. Okay, so flashing forward <laughs> to Kylo Ren uh facing off against his Mom, yeah, General Leia Organa, which is the scene from the trailer, the teaser trailer. Yes, very intense, so dramatic. We really don't know what he was going to do. Well, I mean, we, we 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 already had guesses that 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 was going to be 
him against his mom. Mm-hmm. Because the way he hesitated, the way all that stuff, it had to be somebody very important, and we figured it was going to be the mom, especially after Carrie Fisher died. Mm-hmm. Man, that was such an intense feeling. Like, uh, we, we, we see he takes his uh, finger off the trigger, and we're like, oh, we felt a relief. Yeah. But little did we know, boom, these TIE fighters come in and just blow up the whole entire flight deck. First of all, very ballsy TIE fighters. I mean, if, yeah. if I was running, like, like a, if I was like a pilot and my commanding leader was ahead of me, he didn't take the shot, I would have just automatically go, well, fuck you, I'm going to take the shot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, that was that was a very dramatic scene. That that oh my god, dude! I was like, yeah. oh, my god. oh my god! So that that part when she flies out, and I was expecting, I think everybody in the whole entire um, audience was basically gasping for air. Well, because everybody know, everybody knows Carrie Fisher died. They're gonna ride her out somehow, and there were race suits. It's like so, we're, everybody's kind of wondering, like. Is this it? Is this how they re- reshot her her death? I mean, I would honestly, I would have been fine if she died that way. Yeah, but I I was very. You're right. The whole the whole theater went quiet. I, I yeah, agree. yeah, and it, it was very heartwarming when we find her using the force, and which it's such an amazing exper- experience to see that. Which is a confirmation. We, yes. And you, you kind of know that she had the force, you know, all this time. Well, that's the thing. There was there was some debate because some people were saying like she she has <clears throat> she is able to control the force, and other people were like, no, she's just force sensitive. She can't use it, but she can sense other people that have the force, like with uh you know uh, Han, with Luke, with like all these other people. Like she's able to sense it, but she can control it. This is the first time we've seen it where she can actually control it. Yeah. And man, did she ever control it? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think it's just life and death situations. I mean, if she overuses it, she's probably going to be gone too. Well, but, like, um, that, that, that subtle thing that's kind of like, oh, is she trying to send a message out to Luke? Is this how Luke finally decides to help uh, Ray? Nope. She fucking flies back <laughs> like a badass. <laughs> yeah. That, that was so epic. I, I like so, how no, nobody on the ship questioned it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's coming back. Open up the door, guys. Open up the door. Yeah. So epic, though. Uh, okay, let's talk about Porgs. They're in this whole damn movie. They're freaking everywhere. Okay. Porgs, they were definitely handled well. Yes. Did you hear anything negative about Porgs before the movie came out? <laughs> no. Um, all I heard was that uh, it got a little annoying because it was everywhere. Well, okay, so I, some of my co-workers did hate the Porgs because they were saying, oh, this is just a money grab. This is just going to be another Ewok. And, of course, they're the Ewok haters. Yes. They were, I mean, I think they handled it well. The Porgs were... They, they were, were not, subtle. They were subtle. They were, subtle. They were mm-hmm. not a main character. They were a device used to show how the Force exists. And how delicious they are. Oh my god, that scene. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, alright. Explain that scene. (laughs) So, you know, on this island, it's very remote. There's not that many creatures or uh, food source. 
So uh, there's a lot of uh, porgs on the island, which are birds. And I guess uh, Chewie was a little hungry. Which oh, and... for, first off, stop, stopping there. I was very surprised that porgs can actually fly. I thought they were gonna be more like penguins. Cause they're yeah, I got a that's... I got a picture for you to see later. Uh, it's basically uh, a regular bird uh, with a uh, penguin doing uh, one of those um, uh, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, oh, the fusion. <laughs> yeah, fusion, and then boom, porg. Well, because it's a uh, the the body because they're pretty pudgy. They're pudgy and their wings are very small. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like, what the hell? Like, how the hell does this thing fly? <laughs> yeah. All right. So I go on with the scene. Yeah. So uh, we got Chewie roasting these uh, uh, this pork that he's eating. And then there's a bunch of porks looking at him like, what the heck? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Did you do it to our family? <laughs> and you got this little one like crying like, oh, my God, how could oh you do God. such a thing? I know that was like holy crap. There's the dramatic one right there, the, the little yeah. drama queen of the, <laughs> yeah. the, the drama queen of the Stone Age of that group. <laughs> no, dude, that I, I was insane. But I gotta admit, that pork looked delicious, perfectly roasted. <laughs> Chewy is a, is a chef. I didn't know that. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> um, pausing here. Okay. Did you actually? You know what? I'll save it. I'll save it for the end. Okay. 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 Uh, next scene. Okay, next scene. Uh, let's go to the part where we have Kylo Ren with Rey in Supreme Leader Snoke's quarters. Okay. First off, I was really excited for those damn red guards to do something. Because yes. I'm like, what are they doing? They're just there. They're not doing anything. <clears throat> They're just standing there. I want that job. <laughs> yeah, and, and surprisingly, we, we've seen them before in yeah. you know uh, the past movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, they were guarding uh, Darth Vader's uh, quarters. Right. And we really never really got to see what they're capable of until this movie. No, these are like the the, the Emperor's Guard, the, the highest of the high. Yeah. Um, interesting weapons, though. I mm-hmm. mean, some of them have, like, a staff and, like, the blade. It's a regular blade. It has, like, a little lightsaber arc to it. Oh, you know what? I'm going to rewind a little bit, and I'm just going to go over this real quick. What did you think about Yoda and uh, coming back oh, to God. talk to Luke? Uh, first off, the first mm-hmm. part where he showed up, I have never been more freaked out by Yoda. Okay. Like when, like when he's stomping his feet, it looked kind of a little creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Yoda had his his uh his smartassness too. Yes. So this is the scene where uh Luke is trying to destroy the the Jedi the Jedi Church the religion. Yes. He's all this this caused so much damage in the universe. It's it's not it shouldn't be around anymore. It, the time of the <laughs> Jedi has has gone come and gone. It needs to go. So he has like mm-hmm. his. Very nice blowtorch. I want a blowtorch like that. I thought it was a lightsaber until he lit yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, he walks up to the temple, and then he hesitates. Yes. And you think that Yoda's going to talk him out of it. Yoda's going to be like, Luke, you're acting irrational. You need to know people's actions are their own, not the, pe- not the fault of the Jedi. What does Yoda do? 
He, he fu- burns down the freaking church before Luke does it. He goes full Thor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then he, and then you get Luke's reaction going, "What the? F- well, he's kind of like what? Oh, sh-. He's like, oh shit! I gotta save the books." And he tries to go in there, and he, the the blast just kind of pushes him back. And then he starts to like question, like why why Yoda did it. Yoda's like, or Lucas like, like. Yeah, like the, the the sacred texts were in there, <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, so you, you read the text then?" He goes, "Well, I skimmed through it. <laughs> they they weren't exactly page turners." <laughs> Which I'm like, "Okay, that's funny." Like it, it's a, I think every religious text is that way though. So. Yeah. So uh, Yoda hinted a little bit of something, saying something like, uh, "It's okay." Um, you, well, at least uh, Ray's got the knowledge. Uh, at least she possesses oh, the the knowledge. No, she she knows all the lessons the Jedi can teach her. Like she pretty much saying, like there's the, she doesn't need to be taught the way of the Jedi. She already knows the stuff herself, like naturally. No, 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 no. What? We'll just leave it there, and I'll clue you in at the very end. Hmm. So, anyways, the church. The Jedi Church, gone. Yoda makes a very good, uh, um, you know, uh, teaching scene with Luke. Okay, flashing forward to where we were at. Well, time which out, is... time and I think this is the first time we've seen... No, never mind. I think we saw it in, in Phantom Menace or one of the other ones. Where, like, the Jedi, yeah, yeah. Jedi come yeah, back. Yeah, the Jedi are still part of the Force. They're yeah. still... In that you know whole thing, kind of no. like uh, Avatar: The Last Bender. No, no, but I, I thought maybe it was like the the last time we saw that was in the Return of the yeah. Jedi. But no, we saw it in the in the the new ones too. And I'm pretty sure that we're gonna see um, a couple other people too coming back. Yep. Uh, in in the Force um, Ghost thing. But all right, so that scene in Supreme Leader Snoke's quarters, we got to see. Such an amazing tension between Ray, Supreme Leader, and also Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. What did you think about Ray's intention being there? And did you have a feeling that she had enough uh, force power to be able to fight back? <sighs> you know, going into it. You know what? The feeling I was getting between Ray and Kylo in the elevator, mm-hmm. it was very, uh, it was very much like a, a Luke, Leia, and Han kind of feel to it. Because you're kind of like, well, are they going to announce that like they're brother and sister? Are they going to show? <laughs> are they going to show that they they are each other's future? Like they're meant to be together? Mm-hmm. Like what's going? Like what's going to happen? Like kind of, it was a weird, weird moment in the air. Yeah, and you know that we we already knew how powerful Snoke is. Mm-hmm. We don't really know his past. We don't know what his intentions. Well, we already know that he he wants more power, mm. uh, and you know he he wants all of the uh, powerful people on his side. Yeah, but he said to Kylo Ren to execute Rey in order to finish his training. So I guess if he was able to finish his his uh, training, how powerful would he get? You know, killing Ray. 
Well, okay. The, the thing is, this is very similar to Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, and the Emperor. Yeah, and he's... Uh, I, for me, I, like, I was thinking that, you know, he'd be able to get the power of the Sith, which we've seen with Anakin. Well, remember, the Emperor wanted Luke to bring him over to the dark side to be his new apprentice, taking the place yeah. of Darth Vader. Yeah. Same thing. He wanted... He saw that Kylo had a weakness... And he saw that Ray was stronger than him, like more, mm-hmm. more determined, more clear. But she had, she had, she had information that she wanted to get, and mm-hmm. he wanted to use that to win her over. Yeah. Uh, when he realized he couldn't bring her over to the dark side, he's like, "Well, fuck it. All right, Kylo, you kill her." <laughs> <laughs> like, but he wanted, he wanted to, re- he wanted her to replace Kylo. Yeah. True. And I guess kind of, it kind of made Kylo thinking, you know what? I have this purpose. And we've it, it kind of foreshadowed within the last couple, uh, the, the last movie, that he wanted to be like his grandfather. Right. He wanted to rule. He wanted to finish something that, uh, that his grandfather didn't finish, which is to uh, get rid of the whole Jedi and just basically become this whole... Um, force against the rest of the galaxy. Right. Yeah, so I guess in a way, he wanted power and what's better than killing Rey? Killing Snoke. Right, taking the place. Yeah, and that whole scene of the um, Rey's lightsaber moving, I really thought that you know the, the lightsaber was going to go towards Rey, she's going to grab it and then I guess uh, um, Kylo, yeah, Kylo and 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 Ray would be fighting together. Uh-huh. What ends up happening though? He slices Snoke in half. Well, the thing is, Snoke saw his own death because he's like, I know, I know Kylo better than anybody. <clears throat> like, I can feel his intentions. He can't betray me. I can feel him holding the lightsaber. I can, I can feel him churning it towards his turn his uh, victim, mm-hmm. which is true. He was doing that. But what he didn't see is the victim or his enemy was Snoke. Yeah. And like that's just like I can feel him about to turn on the saber. Yeah. And he does. And he kills him. <laughs> so anyways, the fight scene between the guards and uh, Kylo and Rey, that was such an amazing scene. Right. Yeah, we got to see something that you know hasn't been in a whole lot of um, um, Star Wars movies, uh, which is amazing fight choreography. I think the only best one besides this scene would have to be the Phantom Menace, when uh, Darth Maul was fighting against um, uh, Qui Gon and uh, um, Obi Wan. Oh that yeah, was such an amazing scene, and that kind of reminds me of that in this specific scene itself. Yeah, so, but it was a it was I really a- like that. It was a big battle, and like I said earlier, like the weapons that they used like, were very creative. It's not like everybody was using the batons or everybody was using a lightsaber. They they each had, you know, you know what? It was very like ancient. I would say like ancient um like battles, like where like mm-hmm. everybody has their own mastered weapon. Nobody's weapon is better than the other person. It's just a matter of how well they know how to use it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you had. Like you had some people that had the bladed, the bladed staff. Others just had like a sword. Some had like that freaking whip. So like it, 
and they all they all know how to use it, so it's great. <laughs> I know it's crazy, um, but other than that, the whole tension between Ray and Kylo was a force to be reckoned with. It, it, the 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 whole part where they're fighting for the lightsaber, uh, and then you know it breaking apart, amazing. Which I mean, that's what we talked about during the trailer that when we said this is going to be the movie that shows that establishes them as two sides of the same coin. Yeah. And it's true. Like they're both lost souls. They're both um, have great power, but they have no guidance. Yeah. But you know, in a way it kind of makes sense that Kylo is doing this for a reason. Yeah. And that's to fulfill his grandfather's uh, uh, wishes to become uh, the ruler of the galaxy. Yeah, and before before we get to crate, can can I just ask something? Sure. Uh, did did we just witness Kylo and Ray having force sex when they were like doing the the, the projections to each other and they kind of touch hands? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. I, I was like, I don't know if I should be watching this. This seems kind of it's kind of like yeah, it's kind of like the 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 scene in Avatar uh, when you know they got their tails oh, up against each other. Yeah, you're like, what's going? Go- like, I don't know what's going on here, but I don't think I should be watching this. This seems very personal. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think uh, there's a lot of abstinence with uh, <laughs> with the Jedi's, except ah. for except for Anakin. Uh, he he's the only one that I think is um, uh, oh, yeah, exceptional. He, yeah, he did. The the Jedi yeah. Order does say that they have to be how what's it called. They have to keep their their mission as their main purpose in existence. They can't yeah, get into can't personal relationships. Yeah, they get they can't have personal relationships. <clears throat> mm-hmm. All right, uh, to crate planet crate. Uh, before that, what do you think about Canto Bite? Let's go with the characters that we see on there. Let's get the the whole introduction to uh, Rose Tico and uh, uh, Finn. What do you think about Rose and Finn? Does it remind you of uh, the time when we got to see Han Solo and Chewie on a mission. Okay, Finn does have a big Han Solo feel to him, but I think that's part yes. of that's part of the jacket. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the leather jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Rose. Rose is very, uh, I would say, a pure of heart. Yes, and mm-hmm. determined. But I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Like I don't. I don't know if I want to put it as. As Han and Chewie on a mission, though. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of that because they're on a mission to uh, do like a secret mission, kind of like a, oh, a, a side the, mission. The, the, the low life mission? Yeah. Like the they don't have any powers, but they're able to do something very uh, important. Okay. <laughs> I, I would say the part where they were st- running through, running away from the security guards riding mm-hmm. those uh like giant dogs mm-hmm. uh it, it it hit me this movie at this point has shown very little except for like this is the main story so far yeah everything else has just been ray training uh kylo having fit tantrums like no no story besides <laughs> besides finn and rose yeah so i'm like oh Okay, well, I'm I'm still happy, but that's kind of weird. Like, I didn't re- it didn't realize it didn't hit it until like, or I didn't realize it until like an hour and a half into it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I guess it's a good thing to have Rose as a character because she kind of reminds 
uh, Finn that he uh, has a purpose in life. Yeah. He has a destiny to fulfill because not only uh, is he a, a portrayal of a hero, he should have his own responsibilities that he needs to take care of instead of running away from things. Well, and, and yeah, I mean, Brian, running away is what he does. This one, yeah. he ran away in the first one. He ran away in this one. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, and I got. I, I guess it really got to him. Uh, you know, to you a know, point where he wanted to do certain things, but you know, Rose had to be there to stop him from doing reckless things. Well, you know what? Something's uh, sake, I would say Rose is his his moral his moral compass okay because, because yeah. Finn Finn is essentially a robot like he's very he was never very social he's still mm-hmm. learning what it's what it is to be a person not not part of the new order mm-hmm. so he was I mean he all he knows is the stuff he learned from the new order mm-hmm. and I mean Rose is there to what was there to kind of show him you have to look beyond what you see on the outside like when they're on the racetrack like you have to look deeper. Yeah, I mean, she, I mean, she meant use the telescope, but I mean, like, also <laughs> metaphorically, look deeper. Yeah, and the the part on crate we're going to get to later on, but the whole thing about like the only way we're going to win is by saving what we love, not by killing what we hate. Yeah, exactly. Which is a very good point. Yeah, uh, to hold a whole entire um, uh, movie, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Let's go ahead. Uh, well, we already seen. There's so many characters in this Canto bite scene that we would have to watch the movie over and over and over again just to see. Well, because they they well, tripled and doubled the size of all the characters in this movie uh, for that scene alone. There's over 180 characters. Well, focus on the one I know you want to you want to talk about. I know there's one that you want to talk about. Uh, well, there's, <laughs> there was <laughs> there was a collector that <laughs> there is a character that made an appearance on this that. Uh, that, that inspired my intro. Okay. Uh, I don't know what character it is, but uh, I'm just going to mention a couple of the characters that are uh, uh, in the scene that kind of, uh, you know, made it feel like a, the cantina scene. Okay. Uh, th- that character that just kept putting coins into BB-8. <laughs> that, that was hilarious because <laughs> when there was that scene where... BB-8 was shooting those coins against those uh the those guards. Uh, machine gun BB-8. Yeah, you're like, oh my god, how many coins did that thing put in BB-8? Well, because there was a huge pile on the ground when, by the time it was done. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, uh, how long was BB-8 there for? But you know what? The, <clears throat> the the sound effects or the prop person did a great job of not forgetting that scene because mm-hmm. the whole time he was rolling between that part and before he shoots that guy, he's mm-hmm. making the coin sound. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not like the coins disappear. Like, he still had them, and you could hear it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, which character were you talking about? The Collector. Okay, so the Collector um, in this DJ. movie, the, the his name is DJ, played by um, Benicio Del Toro. Yep. And such an amazing actor. Been a big fan since the very beginning. Uh, I, I wish he's in more movie, w- more movies, which I think he is going to be in more movies. Mm-hmm. Amazing. He, 
oh my god, he puts so much effort into playing this character, and uh, I, I don't think he, you know uh, words can explain on how well he did in this uh, this movie. Well, and, he, he even did like a subtle like stutter that yeah. like he was it wasn't overdone. It was very random, mm-hmm. and unless you're paying attention, like you're, you're gonna miss it. And it's just yeah. like that. He's not stable. Okay, so I know who he reminds me of as a character in the Star Wars series. Okay. I want to see if you were able to pick up on it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, because this occurred to me too. I'm going to say Lando. Lando Carizian? Yes. Okay. I think he kind of reminds me of two people. Two two characters. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, but I kind of see where where you're going with this. Yeah. Uh, Lando being... uh, the, the 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 very charming type of guy who um, you know um, sweet talks people and try to get right. things out of people, right? Um, and which is and and that sees that sees the war from a very outside perspective. Yeah, yeah, which is totally given for you mm-hmm. to go that route. Uh, I thought of DJ more of a bounty hunter. Yeah, because he cares yeah. about the money. Yep, yeah. exactly, and he's working for both sides. You know. Yeah, it's true. No, you're right. Mm-hmm. So there's there's like the Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, the Boba Fett <laughs> without without the killing. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, he made he made a good point though, and it's something that I kind of wondered about the Star Wars universe, but didn't really quite like didn't really see it about where they're getting the equipment from. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy that they put more canon storyline into the the movie itself. You know, explaining things and adding little details to let you know more about the backstory. Well, because I, I thought about it. I was like, well, I mean, they, the Rebels could be making it for themselves, but the ships wouldn't be as consistent. They'd be using whatever parts they just randomly found and slapping together. Kind of like pod like pod racers. Yeah. Similar, but very different. But no, all the <laughs> X-Wings are the same. They have models. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, where the hell are they getting it from? And this made sense. It, it's uh, the weapons dealers, the outside yep. outside people. Yep. All right. So uh, after this whole Canto bite scene, we uh, we get you know the the what is it? The, what is the main ship called? I don't know what the main ship is called. I don't think they. I don't think I saw a name for it. I, I they just kept calling it the lead ship and yeah. And, so. And, uh, so yeah, Snow so the ship. lead, yeah, so the lead ship is you know on a uh, defense mode, and uh, all of the little pods are going onto a little planet called Crate, and this very very big emotional scene is when we have Laura Dern um, from movies like um, Jurassic Park and uh, the show Twin Peaks. Uh, she plays this uh, character called. Um, uh, what's her name? I don't know, but I mean, while you while you look that up, one thing that I liked about the lead ship is kind of a, it had like a B two stealth bomber kind of look to it, just yeah. one, like one giant wing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Laura Dern plays. Oh, uh, shoot! What's her name? Not Commander. Um, oh, Vice Admiral Holdo. Holdo, there you go. Yeah. Okay, so we, we got Vice Admiral Holdo being on the ship, 
with everybody evacuated already. Mm-hmm. I really love that we had that scene between her and Poe uh, going up against each other. Poe representing all of the rebels um, being uh, very conservative, very caring that they need to do something. They have to have a plan. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, Vice Admiral Holdo being uh, a leader um, as she is very calm. She knew what she was doing. She tried to hold her ground and she tried to give orders and, Hello? Yeah. You hear me? Yeah, it's on. Yeah, it's on. Got cut off. Oh, there he goes. All right. Yeah, so we got her holding her ground and basically uh, trying to control the whole situation by giving orders and having people follow it. You know, that's a very good thing. But it also gave us a sense of that she might be betraying them. Okay. From from a story standpoint, <clears throat> it was a great kind of mystery within the world. Because you don't know, is she a spy? Is she trying to, you know... Yeah, it was a very good misdirection, too. But the part that bugged me was this could have all been avoided if she just told Poe the plan. Like yeah, but, she was being yeah. she was being mysterious for the sake of being mysterious because clearly a lot of people knew what the plan was based on like like their reaction when the when it was being executed. Yeah, but you got to know sometimes there are spies, so she has to keep things a secret. But that's what I'm saying. Like I understand if yeah. just her and like the the not the commander, but like the lead officer of the ship were the only ones that knew. No, the lead officer of the ship was. On Poe's side, uh, yeah. played play by what's her name? Um, oh shoot! What? Oh, I just had it, but I forgot. She's like the the short haired blonde. Oh, uh, she's a Fisher. She's a Fisher. Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah, that's her daughter. Oh, yeah, played by her. <laughs> we keep forgetting her first name. <clears throat> I don't try. Is she is she actually go, does she actually go by Fisher or is she just no, like no. Uh, Billy Lord Fisher? Billy Lord. Oh, Billy Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, my Billy God. Lord Fisher. Ever heard Lieutenant Connix? Connix. Hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, like she didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I mean, if if uh, Leia was, you know, or. Yeah, if Leia was there, then Poe would basically the the he would do whatever she says, mm-hmm. regardless. Like he wouldn't argue because he he trusts her. But because it was uh, Admiral Holdo, well, yeah, yeah, he he hesitated because he doesn't know who she is. And you know what? Think about thinking back. You're right. The last scene before the ships deploy. It, it, you do get a sense of that the Admiral Holdo did not did not know Poe that well. Yeah. And she kind of goes, well, <clears throat> he... What you call it? Well, he just wants to blow everything up. <laughs> well, because she's like, oh, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a troublemaker, but I like mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Kind of thing, like, like, pretty much like she's still getting, getting to know him, too. So you're right. There, there was 
clearly there was never any interaction between them. Oh, because mm-hmm. Poe doesn't even know what she looked like before that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, right. Okay, that makes more sense. You're right. Yeah. So, anyways, that whole scene with her turning a ship around and then just doing light speed straight through the the whole entire uh, uh, Supreme Leader destroyer was so. Dude, the whole theater went silent. Cause because she, cause she that, that fu- is. She just fucked them up, that's why. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so crazy. Like, you get that silence. Yeah. And you get to feel like, oh my god, this is such an honor. This is such a uh, crazy thing that she's doing. Uh, so loyal. So, you know, like she would do everything for her people, too. Mm-hmm. And it kind of gives you that moment going, wow, if Leia was on the ship, she would have done the same thing. Yeah, dude. It, uh, it, I don't think she would. Uh, yeah, she would have done the same thing. You're right. Yeah. But it, it, can, can I just say the New Order is very, very egotistical. Like that. that is like mm-hmm. their biggest flaw. You saw that in the first scene where they were kind of like, oh, what's he going to do? He just went next to me. They saw her like, oh, she's firing up her her hyperspeed engines and she go yeah. and they go oh <clears throat> who cares she's like the ship's empty they're just trying to distract us keep firing on the other, on the transports who cares the damn about them what are they gonna do yeah because i i guess w- what they were thinking is that she's gonna run away uh, light speed away uh with people on the ship so no yeah. and say so they knew it wasn't her but they're like oh it's just a distracting whatever don't pay attention to it mm-hmm. but i'm like that that has been their biggest flaw this entire movie is them saying Oh, don't pay attention to it or, or ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, emotional scene. So let, let we 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 got over it. So let's go to crate. Okay. Uh, I thought crate was gonna be a bigger bigger point of the movie than I, than it was, mm-hmm. or, or a bigger part of the movie, I should say. Uh, but we we're only there for a couple minutes. Yeah, and. Uh, I, even though it was only a couple minutes, uh, it, it was very, very uh, uh, emotional. It was. And uh, it felt like uh, those war movies that we watched, like, you know, Saving Private Ryan, stuff like that. Yeah, the kind of like, like, we're, like we're putting our last stand right here. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really excited that they actually put a lot more war in Star Wars. Right, not just all star, uh, space, space battles. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it was a great scene. First off, the planet looked amazing. A little bit creepy, mm-hmm. uh, because every blast, because the, the the top layer is like snow or something like that. I know what it is, mm-hmm. but the bottom layer is red salt. Mm-hmm. And when that, whenever something hits it, it just puts up a plume of redness, and they're like, it kind of looks beautiful. Like pe- actually, it's, it's so beautiful, especially with the, with the with the what they're called the not the racers but what they're called the scout ships or whatever the the one that poe was piloting yeah the yeah. old uh, scout ships yeah so even with those they're kind of leaving a trail of like redness like it's kind of cool seeing it from far away mm-hmm. but whenever they shoot something it almost looks like they're just blasting people into like tiny bits like you shoot somebody they just blow up into redness <laughs> It's kind of cool. It kind of reminds me of the time when we were watching uh, those pod races. Yeah. Yeah. 
one thing that I really wish that they um, uh, they did or you know had more of was I wanted to see the new ATATs like actually battling against something huge or um, you know um, uh, X wings or something you know but right. we didn't really have any of that it was just marching the whole time and just shooting. Yeah, it was more like a siege mm-hmm. weapon than anything. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, hopefully in the next movie they're gonna have more of that. I'm pretty sure that they are. Um, but what did you think about Luke's entrance? Finally, uh, finally being at the Rebel base and helping out. Uh, my first instinct was, how the fuck did he get there so fast, and how the hell did he know how to find them? <laughs> exactly. I, I thought about the same thing. Cause I, yeah, that, that was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like that that moment with him and Carrie Fisher, I was like, holy crap! Like this, th- it was a very powerful moment, not just because of the characters, but because you know they're in real life, they're they're old friends. Yeah, and I'm very happy that they 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 kind of implemented you know all of this. Uh, like you can totally tell they've been on the long journey yeah. and it's very powerful to see them together and remembering Han Solo as well as going, Hey, this might be the end. Which but, I, I felt like that yeah. line had so much meaning knowing that Carrie Fisher died and like it wasn't, it wasn't Luke and Leia saying bye to each other. It was, you know, it, it was, it was a send off. Well, I'm like, it was it was a uh, Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill saying saying goodbye to each other like that. Like, yeah, it was more. It had more depth to it. Yeah, true. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm I'm gonna let you give your first thoughts on when when Luke walked outside because I have okay. my, I have something I want to say about that. It, okay. So it, it was pretty epic for me because I thought, you know, yes, he needs to confront. Ben Solo, because he basically created Kylo Ren because of that whole backstory where he had a urge to kill uh, Ben because he had some type of um, dark force in him. First off, stupidest way, like stupidest thing to like create the new, the worst evil, uh, one of the worst villains in the universe by Mm -hmm. a misunderstanding. No, but no, then, no, well, he hesitated. You know, he stopped. He said, "No, I'm not no, going to do it." No, no, but Kylo thought that he was still going to go through with it, so that's why he snapped. So that I'm saying, like, well, it was a misunderstanding. Like, it was he thought like well, he was in the middle of doing it, but really, Luke like pulled himself back and said, "No, I can't do this." Yeah, but also at the same time, I think Snoke already got to his head, so yeah. whatever he was thinking, he was already set. Well, and that's one thing that Ray Ray pointed out, saying that he wasn't like he hadn't made his, his decision yet. Yeah, it, no, nobody makes their decision. Like nobody's stuck on one side or the other. Like everybody makes their own choice, which is true. All mm-hmm. the Star Wars movies shown that good or evil, people switch sides. There is no okay. You picked side A. You have to stay on side A for the rest of your life. No, people flip flop, flip flop back and forth a lot. Yeah. Luke did, Luke did it in Empire Strikes Back. Darth Vader did it in Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Okay, so when he actually got out there and confronted Ben, um, 
and all Ben wanted to do was just shoot the heck out of Luke. <laughs> which, <laughs> which, by the way, is probably the, one of the most rational decisions anybody has ever made in a movie. Because mm-hmm. you, you, you've seen those movies where you're like, oh my god, just shoot the guy. Why are you trying to like get close? Why are you trying to... Th- no, just shoot him. Nope, he does exactly that. He says, everybody point your cannons at that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it it was pretty epic. We we got to see something that we're like, okay, we want to see something amazing to happen. Oh, like Luke is about to fuck him up. (laughs) Yeah, we're like, oh my God, he's going to go crazy. He's going to do something amazing. He doesn't go all battlefront and just start jumping jumping around with his lightsaber, smashing, destroying the the gorilla rockers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's what I thought, you know, I think that's what everybody thought that he was going to do. Yeah. But he didn't. He just stood his ground and, and basically just took every single shot. But uh, little did we know, he, he just didn't get hit at all. And, you know, when Ben finally came down to uh, face Luke, uh, we, we can see, you know, that the whole battle between them, uh, Luke tried his best to basically not get hit so that way uh he can buy time for the rebels to get away okay so i'm gonna pause you there mm-hmm. uh the port the, the port the porg the part <laughs> the porg <laughs> the, the, the part before after after he got the after he got like blasted and then re- revealed that he was still there mm-hmm. you could tell everybody in the theater was kind of like oh shit did he just go like Super Saiyan, like Jedi, yeah. <laughs> like as he, as he like at a whole new level of Jedi, like where like he's he's that push that's that much more powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, going on to the part where he's fighting Kylo, I yeah, he avoided every single hit. Well, I noticed something, and that's what made me question what was going on. I, I'm curious. Did you notice anything funny besides him avoiding all the hits? Uh, there was a part where they, they, they clashed their lightsabers, but... Uh, Luke at, ne- at never leaves a footprint. Oh, yeah. That was also noted, too. Yeah, he was never... He never left a footprint. And, and before the battle, they showed a guy walking through, like, that snow stuff. And without running, just walking, he leaves a footprint. Mm-hmm. So that made me kind of go, like, okay, so either they're trying to show that Luke is... Like kind of like, like ninja style. Like he's that light of a like that light of a light fighter. Footed. Yeah, yeah light footed. Like he's constantly moving. That like he's not leaving a mark. He's or, very ninja. Yeah, or something's going on. Mm-hmm. So that's when that's when my suspicion got raised. <laughs> yeah, but Which, it it was a good detail to, to, it was to a, do that. It was a great mm-hmm. detail. Like it's something like mm-hmm. they added. They knowing that only like the, the most hardcore fans would like complain if he did leave a footprint. Yeah. <laughs> well, if he was if he was there, there, then why the fuck did he leave a footprint, huh? Explain <laughs> that footprint. <laughs> yeah. It's a set of details that they add in there that totally makes more sense to the fans, I guess. The yeah. hardcore fans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that whole scene where he's trying to avoid everything uh, and, you know, Kylo falling for it, amazing. I, I thought that was very well written. Okay. And the whole theater went silent. When Kylo's sword went right through him. Yeah. Because we've already seen Snoke get cut in half. Yes. So we're like, is this it? Like, everybody's like waiting for Luke to like just split in half. Even yeah. after, after even after he turned around and made eye contact with Kylo, the whole theater was just silent going like, 
is it going to happen? Like, is it just going to, like, he's going to say, you, you killed me, and the, the fall down? Or what happened? No, that <laughs> yeah. never happens. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... <laughs> uh, Luke finally goes back to his place, and we find out that he has been meditating the whole time on uh, on the island. Well... It, it was yeah. kind of that aha moment where you're like, oh, okay... So oh, he the, never the, the did whole leave theater, the island, like you said, the whole theater erupted in cheer when they, they saw him. Like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so very epic that he did that. Um, and who knew? Right? Yeah, who knew? No, I agree. That was insane. Um, Oh, the crystal foxes! I, I thought they were gonna be a bigger, bigger, play a bigger role than they did. Yeah, they were just leading the way, guiding the oh. way. But I love that that whole speech that Luke does uh, when he's talking to Kylo about you know the the Jedi is not well. Oh. The Jedi's are ending. <laughs> one one last smartass remark. Yeah, but you know they're being reborn. Well, because Kylo says, like, like everything old is done, like it must go. The Jedi, the 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 Empire, the Rebels, all of it must go. And you're the last one. And he mm-hmm. goes, "Wow, everything you said is wrong." Like, <laughs> like I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> like, way to confront Ben. Well, so like, way to like not just that, but again, the biggest the biggest way to knock down somebody's ego. Is to point out their flaw, like that's mm-hmm. that, that's one thing they want to that that really hits them hard. Yeah, and I mean, he just did it. Like not only like not only like do you believe that you're freaking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and uh, you know what? One thing I want to say about the porgs, they are like freaking rats, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it, they're they're kind of like a, a cockroaches. They they keep expanding. They keep. But, yeah, like in the short time that they were in Chewie's, the, the Millennium Falcon, they made a nest. Like several, yeah, there's several nests on the everywhere ship. Everywhere in the ship, they're like they just made themselves at home. Like holy crap, dude! Like these are these aren't cute little cuddly birds. They're freaking rats. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So uh, that the whole scene where uh, we see Ray moving the stones and everything, yeah, uh, kind of gives us an insight that you know, uh, even though she doesn't know what she's doing, she's able to sense the force uh, um, pulling her in, and I guess you know the, the the whole balance of the force is trying to give her what she needs uh, to um, bring on the next chapter of the the whole Jedi uh, being reborn again. Well, so I, go, going yeah, going back to our old theory about the the gray Jedi, mm-hmm. uh, Luke freaked out that she didn't even fight the dark side, mm-hmm. but she goes to the dark side and comes back like nothing. So like the, the, to her, the light and dark don't exist. Yeah, it it, it does draw that gray line though. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um, with her uh, trying to understand the dark side too, but. I guess it never really called to her because I think the dark side is pretty much um, just Kylo at this point because I don't I don't think there is any other dark forces out there. Well, that we know of no, but the thing point. is, the, 
the dark side is more than just <clears throat> a, a person or a living thing. It's an actual, mm-hmm. the opposite side of the light side. Like that, yeah. that's it's half of the force. Yeah, like yin and yang. Exactly. So for her to be able to flip flop, flip flop, flip flop back and forth between the two, like nothing, mm-hmm. and be able be able to see the truth in each one and the flaw in each one. It kind of holds, kind of holds ground with the great Jedi. Yeah. Like realistically, she, I I think that she's gonna be a, a new legend, basically. She is because she sees yeah. she sees the temptation of the dark side, but she knows it's a lie or it's empty. Yeah, she sees and- she sees the light side, <clears throat> but she sees it's not perfect. Like the light people, like the people on the light side make make mistakes too. Yeah, and it, it's great to see something like that because you know at, at this point it, it's basically a big restart for the whole Jedi storyline. Mm-hmm. And we we got no other uh, uh, Jedi uh, uh, that has the type of knowledge that she does right. to be able to pass on, you know, the next generation. So it kind of gives her a clean slate where she has to do her own training because basically that's what Luke did. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, Luke kind of summed it up for her that it's not really about the training; it's about understanding what the Force is. Yeah, and I think that's pretty much what he learned on his journey to become a Jedi. Uh, all, I, all I know is I'm excited for the next movie. Okay, okay, I think it's so many answers. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree with that. Okay, so uh, let me ask you this: um, Do you think it was a good idea for uh, the Jedi Temple to burn down? Um. Considering do you the, think, do you think it was a good thing to burn the the temple and the books? Yes, and here's why. Okay, they provided no value at this point. Uh, I mean, Luke was the last Jedi, and even he didn't read the text. Mm-hmm. the The temple is just a symbol, and the texts were just, um, they were they're, they're as good as the as much use as you give out of them get out of them mm-hmm. which yeah. apparently you're not really getting much use if the people that the last person that believes in the Jedi order has even read them so yeah. I in that sense I agree it's it's an old, it's an outdated religion and it's it, it doesn't hold any any ground anymore okay so you think it, it, it's a good thing that uh, they burned down the temple so then they could basically relearn everything but by new rules, new sets of knowledge. Because right. the old is basically the old knowledge. It doesn't apply to the new. Correct? Uh it, it's it's not it's not, being, what, it's not being used anymore. So it has yeah. no value. So basically it's kinda like uh saying um yeah it's a good religion but there needs to be new rules at, that are set. There are needs to be new um things to uh put their foot down on because of the new generation well it's like me giving you like soviet union currency you're like that's cool and you're like no at the time this was great value you're like yeah but now it's worthless (laughs) like nobody (laughs) nobody uses it so what good is it to me okay so let me go back to what yoda said okay okay so yoda said it's not uh, it's not worth anything anymore. You can just burn it down. I'm just summing up what what right, I right. I remember that he said. Right. Uh, you know, 
Ray already possess all of the knowledge that you uh, that she needs to know. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and burn it down. You don't need to have her read these things or anything like that. You just she she's good on her on her own. She doesn't need it. Right. Is what he's trying to say. Correct. Right. Yes. Get ready to be mind blown. You're probably gonna have to watch the movie again. Uh-huh. At the very end, when. <laughs> The rebels get onto the Millennium Falcon. Uh, we see Finn uh, going through um, cupboards and taking care of Rose because uh, mm-hmm. she's pretty much, you know, um, knocked out at this point. Right. And there was a scene where he opens one of the cupboards, and in the cupboards, we notice a, a couple of uh, very familiar books. Oh, she stole them. Yes, she did. And that's why Yoda was laughing the whole time, giggling, and trying to say she possessed all of the knowledge. So go ahead and burn down the temple. Oh, yeah, I totally did not see that part. Yeah. Huh. So Yoda wasn't just being a smartass. Yep, (laughs) big mind twister right there. So that totally takes everything that you said back and thinking about it again. Maybe... Those books are very important because the Journal of the Wills are very, um, very in particular to the whole Jedi training. Well, and maybe she did read, you know, certain things in the book, you know. Well, and uh, it could also go back to, I mean, maybe people weren't reading the text anymore. They're just going based off the lessons from their Jedi master. Yeah. At which point a lot of stuff can be lost over time. Mm-hmm. And with her reading those texts without any reference point or without any anybody like giving her other ideas of like, well, this is what the text actually means or like their interpretation, she mm-hmm. has a more pure, uh, un unadulterated version of what the text means. Yeah, so it'll probably give a, a fresh meaning to uh, understanding the whole force. Yeah, and you know, with that being said, she's able to pass on. You know, this whole new generation of Jedis, which we see at the very end that, you know, there are more kids out there that have uh, the force in them and, you know, that they're able to. Oh, my um, God. That that teaser at the end. Holy crap. Yeah. So you already know we're going to see a lot more Jedis. This is not the end of it. No. And, and that's what I kind of thought, like, OK, this kid is either even he never comes back. Mm-hmm. This kid is sh- is proving that the force is still out there, and the the cycle continues essentially. Yeah, yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't have oh, any. Uh, I I would like to talk about one more thing. Uh, hopefully, this is gonna wrap it all up. So, we find that Ray's parents are not important. Well, I don't believe that. Well, it, it does kind of make sense to me because uh, Anakin, his mom basically was just pregnant out of nowhere and uh, no, no father, basically. Well, the thing is, it, I'm, I'm going based off the sources that mm-hmm. gave her the information. Yeah. And it's people that wanted her to be mad, that wanted her to bring her down. And also, from a, from a marketing perspective... I think you, there's a there's a lot of theories going around about who her parents are that maybe Disney and Lucasfilm were kind of like, well, let's let's try to 
pull people away from those theories because they they either are close now or they might realize it later on. Yeah, but it also makes sense to me because I agree. I agree with you, you with know. what you said. Yeah, because yeah. And, and plus, Jedi's are not supposed to have any type of relationships. But of course, you know Obi Wan Kenobi, he's been uh, you know away for so long, and uh, there was basically no other Jedi's except him, uh, and you know Darth Vader. Well, uh, the thing is, Je- Jedi's are one thing, but like mm-hmm. the movie showed, you don't have to be a Jedi to be Force sensitive, or to to be able to use the Force. True. So even if their parents weren't Jedi's, they could still have a lot of power with the Force. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I guess this is going to be a two-parter. <laughs> All right. Don't tell me to stop recording. Yep. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. So. Uh. I guess we're just going to have to find out in the next movie, I guess. Yep. And like I said, I think this this episode's going to be a two-parter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think we're probably going to split these two episodes out. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and, and just do a standalone uh, Star Wars episode. Special uh, edition. Yeah, special edition. We'll probably uh, release it. Uh, we'll, maybe we'll release it before the, the other episode. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, well, we'll, we'll we'll try to sneak it in there somewhere. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Uh, I think uh, let, let's do some predictions real quick before we go. Okay. Uh, I I think Captain Phasma is gonna come back. Oh yeah, so that that bitch is not dead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, one thing that bothered me was if they were able to develop armor that could deflect blasters, why don't more troopers have that? <laughs> maybe it's a very rare uh, substance. Uh, maybe. But what makes her yeah. so special? Um, she's Captain Phasma. Yeah, that's true. What, that's what makes her special. Yeah, Captain Phasma. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Definitely not dead. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, General Hux, how the hell is he still alive? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I have a feeling he's gonna flip. He's gonna play some type of major uh, betrayal. Character, yeah, betrayal in 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 the last movie. Yeah, because I don't think he. <laughs> we already know he doesn't like Kylo. He doesn't like Kylo, and that's now, now that's two supreme leaders that are pretty much smacking him around. And yeah. after the, after he found out that that Snoke was dead, mm-hmm. you kind of sense that he's like, "No, this is my army. This is my these are my troops. You're mm-hmm. not going to tell me what to do with them." And then he gets smacked <laughs> around. Yeah. So I do think like he's power hungry, but then I think he's also getting tired of being abused, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he might be in another betrayal. Yeah. And um, we we got a director from the, uh, Rogue One that was in uh, one of the scenes. Uh, you remember you were talking about earlier where um, one of the um, soldier guys was tasting the dirt? Oh, the salt, yeah. Yeah, and then the guy next to him is the director of Rogue One. And he's like shaking his head like going, why would you try? Why would you taste the dirt? Seriously, why would you? Like, you don't know what the hell that's made of. Yeah, so that's you, you get to see the director just shaking his head as a uh, as a soldier. It's funny. Well, uh, you, you think as a director, you'd be like, dude, this is not realistic. No real soldier would do this. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm I'm pretty curious to uh, what Prince Harry and uh, um, 
Prince Harry and oh my god. The, the okay, the royal family. What about him? Yeah, I, I'm pretty curious what what part they played in the movie. Oh, they were in it. Yeah, they were in it, but they didn't really uh, say anything. They they were on set, and then uh, people keep asking, and all the actors just say, "Just watch the movie." Huh. So I have no idea. Um, maybe the casino scene, but then again, I don't know. If, I don't know if you want to, considering that they made those casino people look like lowlifes and jerks. I don't know if they want to be in that scene. No, I don't think so. I think they were probably one of the stormtroopers or something. No, they would show their face. Maybe one of the rebels in the background, like on the, on the cargo ship or something. Because I mean, they they already did that in the last movie with uh, Daniel Craig. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's weird. All right. Okay. Cool. All right. Anything else? No, I think that was pretty good. Uh, solid Star Wars talk for a whole hour. I, I think there's a couple of things that we missed here and there, but I think uh, we did a pretty good job putting a lot of content into this uh, small little segment. It's small. Yeah, tiny segment. <laughs> I mean, we might just attach it onto one of the other episodes. Who knows? It's it's yeah. so small. <laughs> I mean, there there's probably a lot of things that we didn't catch here and there just watching it the first time only. Yeah. I'll, realistically, I was supposed to watch it twice, oh. but uh, <laughs> fiance was uh, too tired to watch the second uh, showing. Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't think I mentioned this, but even though I said it, I, I saw it in the morning, I didn't say what time. I showed yeah. up at freaking seven thirty. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, how how packed was it in the morning? It was full, dude. Like, it, whoa! The, the first showing was uh-huh. sold out, and I was like, "Oh, That's freaking crazy!" Because the thing is, I got the last showing before. Uh, let's see. I got the seven, the eight ten showing. Dude, the next that doesn't one, make any sense. It's a school day. Well, because I mean, Star Wars fans, class or something. Uh, well, Star Wars fans are not exactly school people, so uh, not like they don't they don't have to be they don't have to be in <laughs> they, school. They're, they're yeah, old they enough. They don't need to be in school. Yep, exactly. they're old enough. But like, yeah, like I got the eight ten showing, which is the last one before the next one, which is uh, like at nine thirty, which is like probably the first th- theater they let in. Yeah. That they're gonna cycle out, and like they're like, <laughs> okay, uh, well, we have limited seating. Which one would you want for the eight ten? They yeah. showed me the screen. Only the front row was open, and then at the middle section near the back, which is where the row I usually sit in, mm-hmm. there was a seat on the end that was available. Just one seat, and I was like, that one. Oh Give me that. Give me that one. <laughs> I was like, perfect. That is a uh-huh. perfect seat, and I was like, I was so happy. I got to see Star Wars, and mm-hmm. and, a, and, a, like, you know, and I enjoyed it. It was a recliner seat, so it was perfect. I liked it. Well, at least you got to get the, uh, the audience reaction to it. Which I I, I, I I like that. Huh, the the audience reaction was was uh, mixed because uh-huh. you had uh, half Star Wars fans mm-hmm. and half senior citizens that were there for the early bird special. <laughs> so like, it, but it's funny because some of the some of the old people reactions, the like the guy sitting next to me, he was freaking hilarious, dude. Like he, <laughs> like he his criticism was just so raw. And like, holy shit! I want to talk to this guy. <laughs> like, he's like, he's probably like one of the best like Star Wars fans that could you could talk to. But it's hilarious. Wow. Um, yeah, that that was just my experience in the theater. Okay. All right. Um, you know what? Do you want to do the sponsors again, or do you just want to sign off? Uh, I think we should just sign off. Uh, right. But before that, um, there was something I wanted to get over or go over, but I, I guess that's pretty much it. Early bird special? No. (laughs) 
Oh, I, I I had to buy my tickets four months or uh, three months in advance. So. Oh yeah, that, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. considering uh, considering you didn't have to worry about it, I was happy. Like, I mean, that's kind of good, but I still stand by my. I am not going to pre-order tickets three four months in advance. Yeah, I, I would only do that for like big films like this. It it, it worked out for me. It yeah. just worked out that I had to had the week <laughs> off. If I didn't have the week off, I probably wouldn't have been able to see it until January. Yeah. All right, dude. Uh, anything else? Nope. I think that's it. All right. For the 2OC, I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duan. May the force be with you. With you. No, with you. With you.